And uh, Pastor Harris, would you do me a favor of preparing to read John 14, 1 through 16? Okay. Y'all waiting for the husband? Okay. Go ahead and continue to just play some house music um, as far as uh, we're waiting for Brian to come in to have the final viewing. Have the siblings and the daughter been up yet? While Brian is coming, uh, let me just say that for all of those that are gathered in this space, I know the family is very appreciative of your presence here. Um, we're asking that for those of you who will remain in this service, we need you to do a couple of things for us. First of all, uh, maintain social distance. And second of all, please, ma'am, please, sir, keep your mask on above your nose. Um, uh, for safety precautions.
Ushers, would you make sure people are seated in proper spaces? We trying to maintain and ensure that there's a row left between where you're seating. The time has come for us to gather our hearts, minds, and spirits as we lift up worship to our God and to thank our God for the life, light, love, and legacy of Sister Joanne Potts Smith. We're reminded of what the songwriter said when he penned those poignant words that earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. This is a tough moment. And even though this is a tough moment, we gather to worship our God in spirit and in truth. Uh, it does not diminish the fact that we are here to remember and reflect upon the life and service of Sister Joanne. But those who know Jesus Christ and the pardon of their sin, death is not the end, but merely a transition to life temporal, to life eternal. And so we come and we thank God for her life. And we celebrate that with great intentionality and purpose. I know that the family is greatly appreciative for all who have gathered here. And so I'm going to ask if you don't mind, if you know that God blessed you by allowing you to cross paths with Sister Joanne. Can you just give God praise at this time? My executive minister, Dr. Redmond, is going to come and she's going to take over and lead uh, our worship experience. I need for you to, if you don't mind, please, ma'am, please, sir, follow the directions of our ushers. Uh, when they seat you, and of course, we need you to keep your mask above your nose during this worship time because this COVID-19 has not gone away. And here at St. Paul, we're trying to do all that we can to keep you safe uh, from hurt, harm, and danger. So we greatly appreciate that. The other thing that uh, we ask that you all would do is just grieve as you must. And celebrate because God has given us that right. Dr. Redmond, would you come? Brothers and sisters, would you bow your heads now for a moment of prayer? Our Father and our God, Lord, we come before you in the most humble manner that we know how. God, we know we don't have to invite you to come by here because, Father, you're already here. <laughs> we just ask you, oh God, that during this time of sharing today, that you be with each and every one of us. God, as the tears will roll down our faces and, Father, as our hearts will hurt, God, thank you for being here. Thank you for being the kind of God who stops by 
even in the worst kinds of moments. God, I ask that you just invoke your presence upon this place. Be with us as we sing your songs. And Father, be with us as we read your scriptures and pray your prayers. Father, we need you today like never before. Be with this family. Be with each and every one of us. God, help us to help each other today. Help us to help one another to hold up their arms. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that as we celebrate today, that we remember the life of a wonderful woman of God. Thank you for Sister Joanne. God, thank you for her life. And thank you, oh God, for what she has meant to us. And God, as we celebrate today, we ask that you be with all of us. Be with the choir. Father, be with Pastor as he preaches. And be with all of us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. The choir is going to come now, and we will follow our service as it has been outlined.
It is well with my soul. Minister Eric Edwards is going to come now and read our Old Testament scripture. After he reads the Old Testament, Dr. Chris Harris is going to come and read our New Testament scripture, John 14, verses 1 through 6. And um, we will have our prayer of comfort. We will come in that order. Thank you. Our Old Testament scripture would come from Psalm 23. It reads, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. John chapter 14 verses 1 through 6. Do not let your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I am going to prepare, going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way? to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Lord's word for the Lord's people. your loving arms around this family. Thank you for receiving our sister Joanne Potts-Smith. And God, put your loving arms around Brian Smith as he grows through the day-by-day task of living the love that they shared. I ask you, God, to wrap your arms around this entire family. I ask you, God, to send us love, grace, and mercy. And I ask you, God, to give us your will as you always do because we let thy will be done and not our own. You know what trials and tribulations the family is going through, but we ask for your mercy and your grace to protect them as they go through each and every day. 
our Father of God in heaven. We ask you to keep sending your love, grace, and protection over this family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in this place. I feel God in here. Anybody else feel God in here? Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. You can do better than that. If God has been good to you, you ought to give him praise. If he's really, really been good to you, you ought to give him praise. You don't have everything you want, but you ought to be happy about the fact that you have everything that you need. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. Hallelujah. To God we give the glory. To God we give the glory. Great things he has done and great things he is doing in the lives of his people. To God we give the glory. Thank you so much, choir. We want to thank them. We want to thank Minister Eric Edwards for reading our Old Testament reading and Reverend Arnold Tyler for reading our New Testament reading and for Dr. Chris Harris for that wonderful prayer. Thank you, thank you so much, my brother. To God we give the glory for a great worship experience we are having right now. We want to invite the following to come to this particular mic and I want you to come in this order. We're gonna start with Sister Patricia Dykes and um, Johnny Potts is going to come and Sister Joanne Brace. And um, they're gonna come to this particular mic to give their words of tribute. I just want to encourage everyone that comes to this mic to remember that um, there is a time limit of two minutes and uh, we just pray that, that you will listen to um, <laughs> we have a lot going on today and we give God the praise come on sister you may. Um, hmm. I'm going to try to do two minutes my lord um, I've been trying to think of what to say and um I say I'm just gonna tell the truth. <laughs> oh God, um, Joanne was my sister, and um, I just want to say that, man, for you know, me and her had that sibling rivalry. Um, I was so envious of her. She was so beautiful. She was so smart. She was so doggone smart. Um, she was everything I wasn't. We was totally opposites. And um, I just, uh, she was such a good mother. Jodan, you know how much she loved you. Um, and she was a great wife. Um, I know, um, a lot of times, um, me and you bumped heads, Brian, but I wanted to thank you for being there for my sister and taking care of her. Because a lot of times I know she would be sick and she wouldn't say a word to us, you know, but I know you knew. And I just want to thank you for um, being there with her. Um, I also... I want to say I wish I spent more time saying I love you to her and um, stop being um, at, at odds with her as sisters are sometimes. 
you know. But um, I also want to um, just say how much Joanne, <laughs> Joanne had the best memory. And I don't know how, who's going to keep record now? <laughs> because if we, yeah, y'all laughing because y'all know. If we wanted to know anything, call Joanne. Joanne, no. Joanne would tell me, um, Patricia, you don't remember? You was three and you used to play with her and, and y'all used to uh, play together and not. No, Joanne, I don't remember. How do you remember that? <laughs> and if I uh, wanted to remember something, I would have to call Joanne to ask her. I mean, whew. And also, she... Whenever I had a major decision, I was trying to make a major financial decision, I would call her and I would run it through her because she had that brilliant mind. And I would tell, ask her, you know, what should I do? You know, and she'd tell me, you already know what to do. I don't know why you calling me. Why you calling me? You already know what to do. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I know what to do. I just, I just wanted to run it by you first, though. You know, um, I'm just, uh, I know she was, uh, whoo, she was looking for her healing. And, um, I'm grateful that she got it. I just, um, you know, I'm just sad that she got it this way. You know, we wasn't expecting that. And I know, um, the last time I talked to her, you know, we laughed and we talked and we shared. And I remember she told me, <laughs> oh, she told me, she said, um, you gonna show me how to make that macaroni and cheese. And I said, yes, yes I will. I'm gonna show you how to make it. That was the one thing that I could do better than her. <laughs> And that was cook. And I hate I didn't get to share my recipe with her. You know, um, I just want to say that um, no man knows the time or the hour. You know, love each other while we're here. You know, say I love you more and, you know, while you can because you never know. When it be the last time? <sighs> and to honor my sister, that's what I'm gonna do. Thank you. Take that macaroni and cheese recipe to the grave, huh? She ain't gonna tell nobody that recipe. She say she will. She ain't. Uh, yeah, my sister joined. Uh, well, to me, she was. She was a child of Albert and Louise Potts. And for everybody who knew Joanne, she was also a 
child of God. She would tell you that from the beginning. Uh, we gather to celebrate the home going of Joanne Potts Smith. A wife, a mother, a sister, an aunt, and a friend. She was not perfect. She lived through struggle, pain, strife, but yet she fought. She battled demons and she overcame obstacles to live life on her terms. She was strong-minded like that. Joanne made her own decisions, and the day her daughter was born, her inner strength shined and changed her life for the better. This is one of the things about my sister I'm most proud about, how she took charge of her life and changed it for the better. I loved her that much more for the person she became and she never looked back. She was an educated woman with degrees and stuff. I mean, that, that girl, she, my sister was right. She was smart. I mean, but I would just, I would just say stupid stuff sometimes. And, and I knew it would make her laugh she knew I wasn't serious, but she just got my stupid kind of sense of humor. One of the things I loved about her so much was that she understood me, and we laughed a whole lot. And I mean just about stupid crap. I could, I could make a, a car wash topic turn into a joke, and she would just laugh, and she would just say, you so stupid. But that's what we did. She gave a lot of her time to church. She gave her life to Christ, and her faith was rock solid. There is no doubt that she has walked through the gates of heaven. And she has reunited with mom, dad, Deb, and John. I'm pretty sure she's jumping for joy that her days of dialysis are over. And she's probably having a drink or two, too. And smiling. She was something else. Uh, her thing of late, though, always just was like her thing of late was posting every updated news headline on Facebook. I don't if somebody said it somewhere 
and you saw it and you was watching the news, she gonna put it on Facebook so everybody else can see it too. And I used to be like, sis, you know people watch the news too. And she would say, you so stupid. And we would just laugh and move on to the next subject. So in closing, I'll say this. The lessons we learned in life, me and my sisters and brother, as I recall, we were raised to go to school, get an education, and to do better than our parents. Because that's what our parents wanted us to do. And all my sisters, brother and me, did or have, in fact, surpassed our parents to give our next generation a better chance in this world. Joanne, you lived, you loved, you made an impact. You will be missed and never forgotten. May you have peace and rest in heaven, and we will see you again when we all finally come home. today for the celebration of life of one of my nieces. I have umpteen nieces, you all, and nephews. They come from a large family, the Potts family, born and reared in Fort Neal, South Carolina. But through Joanne's life and her growing up, I resided in Washington, D.C., but the biggest memory that Patricia brought to me, which I already knew we talked about, Joanne, please tell them how Aunt Joanne, I am Aunt Joanne, let me say this first. Our Joanne Potts Brace. Her father was my brother. And when Joanne was born, I was living in Washington, D.C., but I had come home to visit, and Louise and her father came by, and they told me they have a daughter, and guess what we named her? Joanne. What? I was just so elated, <laughs> and as what I was about to say, she was my namesake, and I had no idea I would be here today with a eulogy for her. She was to carry it on, but anyway, I said, how did that happen? Her mother had already named her. 
My brother came to the hospital. He said, oh, no. No, no, no. Tell him to take that off. <laughs> he was adamant about it. And my nephew tells me all about it all the time. He just raised saying, no, scratch it off. Her name is going to be Joanne. <laughs> what the other name was, I have no idea. <laughs> and then he went on to name uh, her brother, who was just here, is Jimmy. He's named after my baby brother. And you know, it's hard we find in some days people don't name relatives, you know, children, like their relatives to carry on their name. But he did. And I want to say thank you, Brian, for taking such good care of my niece. We corresponded by phone or by mail and cards. And as Jimmy said, email, I mean, what is it? Facebook. <laughs> and it's hard for me to deal with those things. I, you know, I'm still old school and I don't go into all the new things that they have in this technology today. But I want to say to the choir, thank you so much for that rendition of It Is Well With My Soul. It is truly well with Joanne's soul today because she was a spiritual and a Christian woman. She, was, she had a good life. She lived a good life and God was good to her. And I and also, then you, uh, I walked in and I saw her robe there by the casket, and I thought of her, how she talked about being in the choir. She loved St. Paul. And St. Paul, thank you for being good to her. The whole family would like to thank you. And as I said, I, I just, when I got here, I didn't know I was going to have to say anything. Speak so I like I say, all you can do is someone said just say it from your heart. I loved her and I loved as much as I loved all my nieces. You couldn't say I had a favorite one because I had too many and I love them all. <laughs> I mean, I was a family of 10 and I'm number 10. So, as I said, we all have to be thankful and grateful. What happens? God, we all have to know that God is in control. We didn't want this or expect this to happen to Joanne so soon. I did not. But life has to go on. And Joe Don, um, just keep your hand in God's hand. You also, Brian, God will see you through. As we say, he's in control. And he's going to take care of all of us and you and everyone and I said and I want to say again thank you to everyone and thank you all for letting me say this much about Joanne as I say I didn't grow with, live with her during her formative years I just you know but we stayed in touch constantly when I came home to visit and uh but uh I loved her. We all love each other and continue to love each other and keep our hands and our eyes on the prize, which is God. And I want to thank all of you for this opportunity.
want to um, say thank you to Patricia and Jimmy and Joanne for those words of tribute. You all painted such a beautiful, beautiful picture of the life of our great friend and disciple here at St. Paul. And we just want to say thank you to you all and um, for your words of tribute. But we also want to say thank you to each and every one of you who are here. Thank you so much for your presence. I'm sure that the family is going to thank you more in a more tangible way in the future. But please accept these thanks on their behalf for right now. But I want to also say to you, don't let today be the last day that you reach out to this family because they're going to need you more after today. They're going to need your phone calls. They're going to need your texts. They're going to need your emails. They're going to need you to stop by the house. They're going to need you more after today. So can we agree that after today that we will continue to reach out to this family? Come on, let's give God some praise, signifying that we will reach out for this family. We will now have another selection from our choir, and then you will hear the words of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott.
Thank you to our mass choir ensemble um, for Sister Joanne lived the order steps to Brother Brian Smith and to Sister Jodan to the siblings. Sister Joanne Potts Smith to the ministers here at St. Paul who have given great assistance and other visiting ministers and pastor uh, Pastor Harris, Dr. Harris to our incredible music ministry and our very hospitable ushers and our sound team uh, who has given aid and assistance to uh, give this family the support that is so desperately warranted and needed in a time like this. Um, to those who are part of her Eastern Star family who remain, I know that this family is greatly appreciative. I want to basically say that uh, the eulogy has been given word eulogy in its original intent means to speak well of and uh, that has been done so graciously today um, so I'm just going to give a word from the Lord and um, because I would contend that Joanna lived her eulogy she lived her eulogy. Um, yeah. I want to, um, for the time that is mine, 
call your attention to one passage of scripture from the oldest book of the Bible. And that's the book of Job. The oldest book of the Bible, the book of Job, Job chapter 14. Verse 14 reads like this. And I'm going to kind of edit it. If a man, if a woman dies, shall he or she live again? All the days of my life will I wait till my change come. I just want to, for a few brief moments, talk about Joanne's change. Joanne's change. Today we come to celebrate the life, the light, the love, and the legacy of Sister Joanne Potts Smith. Honestly, I have to admit that this moment in gathering is tough, especially for the disciples here at the St. Paul Church, particularly our usher ministry and our music ministry. I was shocked, um, even blown away when I got word on December the 11th that Sister Joanne had slipped beyond the veil. Um, as a matter of fact, usually when Dr. Redmond sends me messages or an email that someone has passed, I just type in, okay, let me know when the arrangements are. But when I got that text message, I called her because I couldn't believe it. She had just, just had surgery on her heart. Got out of the hospital and had to go back. Just hard to believe. Her work, her, her life, and her service that has been demonstrated here at the St. Paul Church is so, so appreciated. To her husband, Brian, to her daughter, Jordan, to her siblings. Uh, you have our prayers and sympathy from this wonderful congregation. Joanne was a wonderful wife. She was a gracious mother. She was a supportive sibling. She was a great friend. She was a hardworking sister with her service to the Eastern Stars. And if I could be honest, many of us feel like she left us too soon. And it's okay to admit that. Ever the lifelong learner, Sister Smith's intelligence and character made for a wonderful blend of service to God and humanity. She's definitely going to be missed around here. Uh, as a matter of fact, because we could not come in the numbers that we like to due to COVID. Um, Sister Smith was very active on our virtual congregation. Every Sunday that I would check out what we did on Facebook and YouTube, I saw comments from Sister Joanne as the service moved along. I, I call her one of our social media influencers. 
She's going to be missed, Brian, Jodan. She's going to be missed. She's going to be missed around here. But God has given our healing um, that this world cannot alter. None of us in a thousand years thought we would be here for something like this. The words of Sister Joanne Brace comes to mind. Uh, Usually, it is the younger that bury the older. Not the case right now. Many of you who knew Joanne well and intimately were was well aware that she struggled with renal failure. If you know anything about dealing with kidney disease, it can be horrible and terrible to live with. Um, this is tough. And many of us are still find it hard to believe that she's no longer here. But one thing I can say is that when you know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sin, death is merely a transition from time temporal to time eternity. But I'll be the first to admit it does not mitigate the fact that Joanne is going to be missed, but she shall not be forgotten. One thing I can say with blessed assurance is that Joanne knew who Jesus Christ was as her Lord and her Savior. She demonstrated that faith in God through Jesus Christ by her service, ministry, and mission here at the St. Paul Church, by faithfully singing in our mass choir and serving on our usher ministry, And anyone know anything about choirs and ushers, you got to have a particular temperament to deal with those two ministries. Particularly if you sing in the choir, you got to deal with egos. Uh, And and you got to deal with folk who think they're all that on a bag of chips. And then God knows when you're dealing with ushers, you got two things you got to deal with. Sometimes you got to deal with ushers that got an ugly attitude who shouldn't be ushering in the first place. And and then you got to deal with church folk and non-church folk who come in who think they own a seat. And so you really got to have the whole armor of God on you to be an usher and a choir member. Because church folk will get on your reserve nerve. But anybody that ran into Joanne knew she didn't play. She, she, she knew Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And, and, and I think, Brother Brian, what messes me up, Sister Jodan, what messes me up is that Sister Joanne was so young to me. Because her age is just two years older than me. And, you know, the older you get, old look young now. See, when I was in my 20s, 70 was old, but the closer I get to 70, 70 don't look so old now. Uh, many of us felt she, she left us too soon. But I'm here to let you know that death has a way of reminding us of the fragility of this thing called life. James is so correct when he said that life is but a vapor. You're here today, gone today. So, so how, do we, how do we deal with death? How do we deal with death? How do we 
deal with the death of a loved one that has left us too soon because whether we want to admit it or not, unless the rapture comes soon, all of us are going to have to go the same way. And, and for some folks, we want to deny death. We want to deny that death has taken place. We want to deny that this is a funeral, but I'm here to let you know, however you want to term it, celebration, homegoing service, this is a funeral. Somebody has died and given up the ghost and only a small child from an intellectual perspective could deny the inevitability of death. Sooner or later, all of us are going to have to go this way. When I looked into that casket and I saw our sister in her Easter star white, it is a reminder that sooner or later, time going to run out for all of us. That's why it's so important for you to get your business fixed and, and, and get your mind made up. We, we can't deny death because it ain't going to push it away. You can't say death ain't going to happen because sooner or later, all of us have an appointed time. But, but for the believer in Jesus Christ, for, for the follower of that Negro from Nazareth, we understand that death is not the end. And, and, and the Bible, the Bible gives us a wonderful strategy, Brother Smith, for dealing with death that cuts right through the horror and lets us know that when you deal with death because of Jesus Christ, you deal with death not on death terms, but on God's terms. Ah, uh, yeah, we looked at her and we saw her body. But I'm here to let you know she ain't here. Uh, what you saw ain't the termination or the end of her existence. There is no question of why death is seen as a supreme horror when you think that it is the ultimate end. But when you know who Jesus Christ is in the pardon of your sin, death is not the ultimate end. I'm here to let somebody know right now that eternal life is not a fabrication of our human imagination just to ease the stress of this particular moment. Eternal life is a reality and it has been verified by the death, burial, resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. Uh, death does happen. And it happens because we are creatures of sin who have become somewhat trapped and isolated by the finitude of time. But when you know who Jesus Christ is, there's another dimension to this thing called death. And, and, and when you know who Jesus Christ is, you approach death a lot differently than those who don't know who Jesus Christ is. Job, Job, Job. Job, who was ignorant of the resurrection, raises a very profound question. Job says, if a man dies, if a woman dies, shall he or she live again? Now, uh, I don't want to take for granted. I see that in this congregation, we skew a little bit older. So I can take for advantage the thing that I want you all to know that I know a few of you all have heard about Job. Job was a man who feared God and despised evil. He was a rich man in the land of earth. And here's what I like about Job. Job worshiped God even in his richness. And for those that know the story of Job, Job lost 
everything. He lost his property. He lost his cattle. He lost his oxen. He lost his sheep. Uh, he lost his children. And his wife said, why don't you curse God and die? And Job said, woman, you sound like you're foolish. Sound like you've been drinking too much. Don't you know that the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away? Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the Bible says that in all of that, he did not sin nor raise any objection as far as his faith in God. Job, though, gets to chapter 14 and his suffering has gotten the best of him. And and I want you to know that when you know who God is in the pardon of your sin, when you have a real relationship with God, God ain't got no problem with you asking questions. Can I take a little time to teach just right now? I'm I'm being quick. Job raised a whole bunch of questions. And for those of us that say you ought to have the patience of Job, I'm here to let you know. No, you don't want the patience of Job. Because Job was not very patient. When you look at chapters 5 through chapter 37, Job raised a whole lot of questions with God, with his friends and others around him. Job complained. Job groaned. Job mumbled. Job grumbled. But one thing Job did not do was give up on God. And I'm here to let you know, for those of you who think you should not question God, If God can't handle you questioning God, God ain't big enough to be your God. God is not intimidated by any question, any pains, any feeling, any thoughts that go through your mind. Because he's a God that's big enough to handle all of your humanity. Yeah, Job suffered. But here's the difference between Job and us. Job persevered. Job endured. And here's the thing about Job that many of us don't understand. That when you look at Job, Job raised a whole bunch of questions. And then when you get to chapter 38 of Job, God speaks. And when God speaks, God does not even answer Job's question. God just threw a whole bunch of questions at Job. And God said to Job, all right, Job, I've heard you long enough. You've been raising all of these questions. Job, I know you've been wondering where I am, but I got a few questions for you. Job, where were you when I laid down the foundations of the world? Come on, Job, talk to me. Job, where were you when I created the snowflake? Job, where were you when I gave breath to the behemoth? Job, where were you when I flung the stars against the black canvas of the universe? Job, where were you when I told the sun to take its station in the sky as king of the day and arrayed the moon in her nocturnal paraphernalia? Job, where were you when I scooped up the dust and made man and breathed into that dust and that dust got up and I called it man and a few days later I put that dust back to sleep extracted a rib from it and made woman Job where were you Job came to the question listen look God listen listen you ain't got to answer none of my questions I'm just glad to know that you responded because I know you're real Job implied that if he could only believe that he could live again this thing would be a whole lot better But if you read Job, by the time he gets to chapter 19, something in Job has broken out. And Job says, for I know my redeemer lives. And that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skin worms destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Let me get ready to take my seat. Because somewhere within the imagination and mind of Job, he got a different strategy of his faith. That allowed for him to approach chapters 20 through uh, 38 a lot differently than prior. 
And I'm here to let you know to Brian and to Joe Don and to the siblings and the rest of this family. At this moment, you got to have a different strategy of faith. Though our faith in God, we no longer need to deny death. We just need to understand that God uses death as a mysterious transition from human existence to eternal existence. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm glad that I got evidence for the case from the word of God. And more importantly, from the life of Jesus Christ. That was Joanne's hope. And that's why she did all the things that she did. Here's what I want you to understand. Job had to deal with this question without the evidence that you and I have today. The question of whether a person shall live again has been answered by the life and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When God descended from heaven nearly 2,000 years ago around this time of the season that we call Christmas and took on human form, you and I have the supreme competence for life now and for life eternal. Jesus is the one that gives us the personal assurance when he said in John eleven twenty five, 25, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. There is for us today only one strategy that makes sense. Our approach to death must be considered in the light of eternity. Our beliefs are not some vague, ethereal fabrication designed to make you feel good right now. But you and I have our faith secured in the historical fact of the death burial and resurrection of none other than Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior and when we claim him we too one day shall rise just like he did I close now Sam Cook y'all know him if you over 60 Sam Cook you know him Sam Cook had a song Joe Don called a change gonna come that song went something like this. I was born by a river. I ain't going to sing it. I'll give you the words. In a little tent. Oh, and just like that river, I've been running ever since. It's been a long time, long time coming. But I know a change going to come. Oh, yes, it will. It's been too hard living. But I'm afraid to die. Because I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long, long time coming, but, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. I feel something pushing me right now, but I want you to know, church, on the other day, on December the 11th, 2021, a change did come. Sister Joanne had been suffering for a long, long time with this illness, but unlike Sam Cook, I don't think Joanne was afraid to die. Uh, unlike Sam Cook, I, I knew she knew there was something beyond the sky. Why? Because one day she got her business fixed. One day she got her mind uh, made up. One day, I, I feel my preacher, I'm trying to stop this thing. Uh, uh, but, but one day she, she, she confessed Jesus Christ as her Lord and her Savior. Y'all got to excuse me. I know it's a funeral, but I got a Sunday morning feeling. She knew Jesus Christ 
in the pardons of her sin. And I'm here to let somebody know that when you know that you know that you know. Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sin. Uh, death ain't nothing to be scared of. Uh, but do I have anybody uh, that ain't afraid to testify uh, that on December the 11th uh, a change did come. Uh, and Joanne wants you to know that everything is going to be alright uh, because God gave her the change uh, that she's been looking for. Uh, can I preach it the way that I feel it? Uh, give me three more minutes and I'll sit down uh, but I'm here to let somebody know uh, that she got a change uh, that being as St. Paul couldn't give uh, she got a change uh, that being part of the Easter Stars couldn't give, uh, she got a change uh, that being Jodan's mom couldn't give, uh, she got a change uh, that being Brian's wife couldn't give uh, she got a change uh, that her education could not provide uh, that when she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior Jesus told her baby girl I got you and is there anybody in here that can give God praise that she got her change change from time to eternity change from hurt to healing change from sorrow to joy change from pain to power change from grime to glory change from misery to mercy change from troubles to triumph change from a test to a testimony change from victim to victory change from earth to heaven and may the Lord bless y'all real good but do I have anybody in the service right now they ain't afraid to give God praise for Joanne's change and so Joanne go ahead and worship him go ahead and praise him bow down at his feet give him the glory give him the honor give him the praise but Joanne I want you to know that your husband he's gonna be alright your daughter she's gonna be alright your siblings they're gonna be alright your church family they're going to be all right. We shall see you on the other side. And we will join you in crowning him King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And we'll praise his name forever and ever and ever and ever. And we shall too have the same change that Joanne's had. Take your risk and bask in the change that God has given Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What a change. What a change. What a change. I'm going to ask the funeral directors to come now. Everyone, please stand except for the family. Everyone but the family. Praise the Lord. What a word. What a word. What a word. We have heard in here. Have you been blessed today? Oh, come on. Have you really been blessed today? Come on, let's put our hands together. Give God some praise. The ministers are going to come now, and we will lead the family out. To God, we give the glory.
We're going to do the committal here for this family. And thank you all for joining us and giving this family support. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, we have gone the last mile of the way as far as the earthly remains of Sister Joanne Potsmith. You've given her a brand new body that can handle being in your glory. We thank you for that. For this husband, for this daughter, for these siblings, the rest of the family members and friends. Give them the comfort and support that is so desperately needed at this time. Let them know that Joanne's change can be their change when they know you and the pardon of their sin. We thank you for her life. We commend her to your eternal care and keeping. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As it has pleased the Almighty and wise God to take out of this world the soul of our deceased sister, Sister Joanne Potsmith, we therefore commit our body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Looking for the day of the general resurrection when the earth and the sea shall give up his dead and that which is corrupt shall put on incorruption and that which is mortal shall put on immortality. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write, blessed are they who die in the Lord for they shall rest from their labors. To the family and to those that are gathered here, I want to let you all know that what you see in this casket is not the body that Joanne shall have in glory. Thank God that God has a new body, a better body, an eternal body where we can praise him forever and ever. Are there any words from the funeral home before we get ready to escort the family out? On behalf of A. E. Greer and Sons Funeral and Cremation, we certainly extend our deepest condolences. We'd like to remind each of you that weeping may endure for a night, but joy does come in the morning. And to be absent from the body, as the pastor just said, is to be present with the Lord. Before Jesus left this earth, he said, it's expedient that I go back to the Father, for if I don't, the Comforter will not come. The Comforter that he was speaking of was the Holy Spirit. It is my hope and prayer that the Holy Spirit will comfort each of you during this time of loss. God bless you all. At this time, we would need uh, some ladies, if you don't mind, to be uh, flower bearers. Would you come down front? All right, I see our ushers. Those that will be serving as pallbearers, would you come and join uh, us down front to my right, your left? Those that will be serving as pallbearers, if you will come at this time, if you will come at this time. Paul Barrows. We need we need at least six men that can serve as Paul Barrows. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Paul Barrows. We'll let you all get these flowers right here. Okay, you just wait right there. have enough Paul bearers. All right, God bless you. Wait, 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 wait. I go out first. No, I, I, I'm in charge. 
No, you fine. You fine. That's why I told you wait. All right. All right. Don't go before the word. <laughs> All right. All right. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my father's house there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going and who shall show up the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, boy, or girl can come to the Father except by me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 